Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast Show with Mike and Alex. We thank you for joining us as we have a couple of beers and a cigar and talk about what's going on in our lives. Grab an adult beverage and a smoke and settle in with us. Please like, subscribe, and comment on each show so we can hear whether you agree or disagree with our take on things. Listen wherever your favorite podcasts are and at www.dumbideapodcast.com. Yeah, so I'm outside, hanging out, and uh, late at night, not too late, but I hear the uh, obnoxious report of a tuner car, like probably a Honda, I'd like to say. You hear the buzzy, loud, oh, yeah. uh, four-banger exhaust. Oh, yeah. Um, nothing behind it, just, just obnoxious uh, noise. <laughs> and it got me thinking about when I was younger and into cars. Now, I was a Chevy guy. I had a Camaro. I had a couple of them. I loved it. Um, I don't know why. It's just the type of car I could afford and thought it was cool, so I bought it. And then all of a sudden, I was a Chevy guy. And these kids drive around in their Hondas. They're Honda guys, and God forbid they'd buy a Toyota. Um, and they become these these cult fans of these, of these vehicles or whatever it is because it extends into into a whole bunch of different uh, things, whether it's electronics, um, cars, whatever you're into, someone will be super into one particular brand of it. And a lot of it really probably isn't based upon anything. So in my driveway currently, there's a Toyota and there's a Ford. There are no Chevys. Um, Not that I would never buy one. I just don't have one. So, but... The me of 20 years ago would see that Ford sitting in the driveway and think that I was the worst person ever because only idiots drove Fords. So, you know, and, and the difference, you know, of course, at the time, the, the Camaro, the competitor was the Mustang. And when you break it down, they're both V8 rear wheel drive coupes. There's not a whole, there, there really isn't that much difference. In, now, the Ford people are going to crucify, the Chevy people will do the same. Right. But they're pretty much the same thing. Pitchforks on your front door, by the yeah. way. It's coming at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, it, and it comes to, and we, we kind of talked about this before. Everybody at some point seems to want to belong to their cult of yeah. some sort. It, it's almost like the cult or the or the fanboys, right? Mm-hmm. And and you're right. You got your, your Ford fanboys. Now, generally with Ford and Chevy, it's the trucks. It's not so much the cars. I don't yeah, think not Ford and Chevy people don't care about their cars. Yeah. Um, but... Your Ford F-150 fans versus your Chevy Silverado fans. Yeah. Those are the fan clubs. If you want to join a cult, you go online. Yeah. They're there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I must be the pariah of both worlds because I have a Chevy and a Ford SUV in my driveway. Right. They're both. <laughs> they, they're probably pissing on each other yeah. out in the driveway, and I don't even know. Like They're fighting each other. Right. There's the Calvin sticker pissing over on the other one, and right. direct, not just the the uh, the vehicle itself. And those, the trucks, of course, get into, now you've got Toyota, Dodge, Nissan. People are going back and forth. Well, you know, um, the funny part with that, I, I think the Ford guys and the Chevy guys, they probably laugh at the Toyota guys. But the Toyota guy's like, yeah, my shit starts. <laughs> right. my, mine runs every time I get in it. Right. Mine's gonna mine at you know with two hundred thousand miles on it's gonna be worth twice what yours is. And they're all laughing at the Dodge guys because their stuff never starts. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like Do- Dodge trucks used to be really really good, 
but they haven't been good in like 15 years because the electrical wiring and the electrical components weren't beefy enough to handle the V8 engines they were throwing at it. Because Dodge went for the, went for the gusto and they said, look, we're going to put this Hemi in there. Mm-hmm. And it was a very, it's a powerful engine and the engine itself is fine. But when you put an underpowered alternator in with weak belts, weak wiring, everything, it's, it's just going to wear down. But I mean, that's beside the point. But the Dodge people love their Dodges. Ford loves their Ford. Chevy loves their Chevys. And it doesn't, it doesn't just apply to them. No, no. It, it, and it goes into to all kinds of... I mean, it goes so far as... So I'm really big into aviation. That was one of the things I wanted to do. And there are fanboys of different manufacturers of, of airliners. So you have your Boeing fanboys and you have your Airbus fanboys. Neither of which have actually flown either one of these aircraft. Right. They're passengers. Right. Oh, I, if it's if it's not a Boeing, I'm not going. Well, if they're inside, they couldn't tell you the difference between the two. Right. It, yeah. Now I could by looking at it because I'm a nerd, and some of these guys probably could too. But in actuality, like these these machines are made to such a, a you know everything's so uh, the regulations that they have to meet. Like there's these these aircraft are not. You know, you don't stand a better chance of dying if you're on a Boeing or versus an Airbus. You know, they're going to get you there reliably and safely, regardless of which one it is. But there are people that are very, very brand loyal to stuff that really that, that has no sort of um, impact on their lives. They, they should have no loyalty to the brand at all. Right. Because the, the brand themselves, they don't care about you at all. No. You're just a, you're a number, and if you drop out and don't buy theirs, they got another one that'll buy theirs. Yeah, and probably coming from a different brand that screwed them over. Like, well, let me try this one. Yep. But it, like you could say that about if we're back on cars, you're talking about BMW, Mercedes, Audi. Mm-hmm. You got a, you got fanboys for each, right? Yeah. I mean, I think Audi probably gets a little bit more because of VW, right? And whereas Mercedes and BMW don't have the entry brand. Correct. Yep. But I also remember like VW was trying to market themselves as like a mid upscale brand. And everyone around and everyone in the States was like, get out well, of here with that. That's stuff. why the, you the, should be, your, your Jetta should be priced at the focus level and you're trying to price it. some like 50, 10 grand higher. Right. Like the, you're, you're crazy. Yeah. Like the, what is it? The, the Phaeton. Yeah. And that was oh. an awesome car. Um, but it, it didn't do well. The other one was the the was the the, the Touareg or Torag or however you pronounce that. Yep. Uh, especially with the diesel, was was a beast. But again, the consumer would look at it and say, "That's a Volkswagen." And when you're talking about people like our parents' age, who a Volkswagen Bug like that was the cheap car that you could get, and you bought it because it was inexpensive. It was the air cooled engine was super reliable. It was it was easier to replace the entire engine than it was to work on the engine, um, and people would drive it. And okay, that's the cheap car. Well, now you're gonna you want to sell me an eighty thousand dollar Volkswagen? Are you kidding me? Right, and I, it probably cannibalized some sales from Audi at that point, which is probably why they stopped making it. Yeah. Well, then nobody bought it because anyone who was going to buy that went to the Audi dealership instead. Right, they're already in that 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 territory. So no one was was going up and it, it kind of goes in the same, you know, the Japanese manufacturers came up with you know Acura, Lexus, Infinity because who's going to spend that kind of money on a on a Honda when you're thinking Honda Civic, 
when they came here was, you know, that was com- competing with the Volkswagen Bug. Yeah. And now you're going to sell me a luxury version of that? Well, I think with the I, I think with the, the the Asian imports, I think what they were doing was they had their first phase was we need we need young people who aren't um who young people who aren't stuck in their ways to buy these cars. Um so they bought the Toyotas, the the Hondas and um uh Nissans, mm-hmm. right? And as the years went on, like 10 years, 11, 15 years later, well, the people that were buying these were growing up, better jobs, better paying jobs. They wanted the luxury brand, but they didn't want to go to Oldsmobile. And this was back then. They didn't want to go to Oldsmobile. Yeah. They didn't want to go to Cadillac. They didn't want to go from this super reliable Toyota Camry or Honda Accord and then go into an Oldsmobile or Cadillac were at the time weren't known for the great reliability. Oh no, they were they were building junk at the time, right. and it was just it was badge engineering is all it was, and it was bad. It was like engine failure bad. Yeah. Like this this <laughs> one this wasn't like a little thing. This was I might this thing might last me four years if I'm lucky, and then, right. and then the heads are going to blow. Whereas. I had this Toyota Camry for 10 years and I didn't have a problem yeah, with it. Yeah, the engine ran fine, the body rusted off of it. Right. So I think what they I think what they ended up doing was they said, "Okay, we need a brand, a luxury brand that we can now basically graduate our original buyers into." Mm-hmm. And it worked like a charm. Yeah. And you can see Honda uh Hyundai is doing it now with the uh the, the Genesis yeah, yeah, is Genesis. now its own brand. He is trying to do it with one brand. Mm. And Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work because even like the Kia Telluride, mm-hmm. it's a huge SUV. Well, it's a, it's a big SUV, yeah, but it's, it's on par with like a Chevy Traverse, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's very nice. I mean, as a person who owns a Chevy, if you compared a, che- a Kia Telluride to a Chevy Traverse right now, the Telluride wins hands down. Yeah, and the it, the the price is equal. Mm-hmm. Now, are you going to buy a Kia branded? luxury car for more than the telluride i mean the telluride's a head head and shoulders above the traverse but their price is same because no one's going to pay an extra 15 to 20 grand for a kia versus a chevy right and so that's where Kia's is kind of stuck where hyundai like you said they they brought genesis along as a as a brand and now they're going to be able to charge that much with their with their new with their suvs and their and their cars Whereas a, before they tried to do it the, with the Equus and the Genesis, the Honda Genesis, yeah, and ge- people bought them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but they weren't they weren't commanding luxury brand markup. No, I mean, the Equus I think was like an S class fighter, but they were charging sixty five grand for it versus the S class, which was I mean the base one I think was eighty. Yeah, I mean. That's that's a thirty grand discount, and and that Equus, I mean, it, it, they were, they were loaded. The yes, owner's were. manual was an iPad, yeah, at, with the manual loaded onto it. So they, you know, they were they were already discounting it, um, but then it leads you back into the fanboys, you know, the the Cadillac fanboy. Yeah. Well, you know that Acura is a much more reliable vehicle, but nope, you're a Cadillac guy, so you're going to buy that Cadillac regardless. Um, you get into it with uh, you know the Ford guy might buy the Lincoln over the right. 
They're, and they want to stick with the family. Yeah. yeah. Now, some like my father always bought American cars. He would not buy a foreign car at all. My mother was the same way. I think it had to do with the fact that my father grew up in Pittsburgh and the steel industry and the unions, and they were loyal to that sort of thing. Um, and then, of course, I think there's a little bit, you know, from my grandparents, both fighting in World War II, they were never going to buy a Japanese or German car. Um, <clears throat> well, but, we, had, we had talked about it when I, when I went through my Nissan history from the time I was 21. And, yeah, you know, I, I think I had six straight Nissan, five or six straight Nissans. Mm-hmm. Every three years, leasing them out until finally I had just had enough with the quality of them. Where I was like, I can't buy another one. Yeah, but I would technically, I was a fanboy mm-hmm. because I wouldn't. I didn't even shop another brand. Yeah, I would take it in, and say, look, get me out three months early for my lease. I'll get another one. I didn't even go test drive anything else. Right. So technically, yeah, I'm, I was a fan. I wasn't like. I'm not on a message board saying how great they are, yeah. or I'm not like saying, "Hey, you should, you got to go get one." It's the only thing you should look for. I wasn't like that, but there were people back then, Nissan, Honda, Toyota, that, but they all do it. But and it it doesn't just apply to cars, like you said. Now you were talking about airplanes, but yeah. let's 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 even talk about something more basic that everyone can relate to with their phones. Yeah, absolutely, Android or i or iPhone. Mm-hmm. Or iPad or Android tablet. Yep. That's and on it. this table right now, you have an Android and I have an iPhone. Right. And I always get iPhones because that's what I've always gotten. Um, well, my first smartphone was a BlackBerry Storm, and I'm only going to use the smartphone <laughs> in the most most academic sense of the term. There's nothing smart about that pile of garbage. But And there are no BlackBerry fanboys. Oh, I don't know about yeah. that. No, no, I won't go that there, far. There, I'm sure there's a fanboy for everything. Listen, there are fan, fanboys for that QWERTY keyboard. With that <laughs> yeah. raised keyboard, yep. there are still people that are yeah. diehard for those. And wasn't the government still using those for a while, for a long time? Yeah, I, um, yeah, they were. They were, They were. I would say, about six to seven years ago is when they finally dropped it for iPhones. Yeah. But Blackberries, I mean, the click wheel, mm-hmm. and then even over to, like, the semi smartphone, but it had the QWERTY keyboard. Yep. And then finally, they they just dished them because BlackBerry was kind of going downhill. Right. Um, and they, I don't think they could. They they were always good for security, but they weren't great for functionality. Right. Because no one was building apps for BlackBerry anymore. Where I think the even like the newest Blackberries, they have the QWERTY keyboard, but it runs like a version of Android. Mm-hmm. Or, or I think they call it QNX. It's like their own their yeah. own uh, disguised version of Android. But yeah, it, so BlackBerry's got its huge fanboys, but iOS, yeah, there there are companies that would love to figure out how Apple gets people to line up for two days before an iPhone drops and just as, to buy a new one. And as an iPhone user, I don't get it. And the reason I have an iPhone is because that's the first smartphone I had, and I just kind of stuck with it. Black or. Uh, I've had Android phones, like work phones have been Android, and I just didn't, it didn't work the same. It's not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just not what I was used to, because I was used to iPhones all the time. Right. And, but I know there are people out there who are Samsung Galaxy fans, and that's all they will buy. And when the new Samsung comes out, they line up to get it, just like when the new iPhone drops. And I have a buddy that he goes out and as soon as he could have just gotten the the latest iPhone and the new one comes out and he goes out and buys the latest one because he has to have the newest iPhone. It's almost like a status thing. Yeah. 
But the Apple branding, I think, has something to do with it, too, because people want to be associated with that brand, with right. whatever that brand represents. And they want to be like they kind of look at it as that's their, you know, that's their Lexus. Yeah. Their identity is tied into that phone and right. that brand and that which Apple represents. And well, look, it's it, not with Samsung. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. well, no, but you're right, though. No, it's, it doesn't matter which Samsung phone you have. It is not the status symbol that an iPhone is. Yeah. It just isn't. Right. If you have the newest iPhone, for whatever reason, in those groups, it's like, you're right. It's like having the Lexus LS versus mm -hmm. the Toyota Camry. Yeah. Um, now, like my wife, she's got an iPhone. I've got an Android. For us, it's functional, right? So for my wife, she knows how to use iOS. She's used it for years. Mm -hmm. Her first iPhone was an iPhone 6. We didn't upgrade her until the iPhone X, well, XS, or I guess XS, <laughs> yeah. whatever that yeah. is. So we went four and a half or more model years before we upgraded her. Yeah. The only reason why we upgraded her because she had like a little crack in the screen. Something we probably could easily fix, but we're like, look, this this phone's like four or five years old. You know, we'll get you another one. Yeah. But we went, we didn't even look at Android for her because she knew how to use iOS and we knew that that phone was gonna last five more years, right? So I, I didn't, I didn't mind. Like, we got it on a nice deal from the carrier. Mm -hmm. It was, I think it was, it was the one model behind. I think the eleven had just come out. That's how I usually get mine. Yeah, and, and this XS was a great phone for her. Yeah, because she's not a power user. Mm -hmm. But that XS, it'll, it'll again, it'll last her another five years, and you get it for under seven hundred bucks. And you're like, okay, you know, it's not eleven hundred like the brand Nubian. You know, right. I'm gonna, we can plunk this down. We'll be all right. We'll pay the, we'll pay the twenty five, or I think it was like twenty dollars a month or something like that. Right. Or, or they were giving credit, so now it's down to like fifteen dollars. Whatever. It was some ridiculously cheap price for an iPhone, mm -hmm. and we just snapped it up. Um, but for her, it's gonna always, it's just gonna work. Like I don't have to worry about like with my phone, it's an Android phone. In order for me to get it the way I like it. I have to, I modify it. Right. And that's the appeal to Android. People like to modify their, their stuff. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't, I'm not stuck to the Android store. Yeah. I'm not, I, I can get apps from wherever. I mean, I, I could possibly get a virus from it, <laughs> but you know, it, something that, if it's something I know and I know who the developer is, I can go get it and I can put it on my phone and I don't have to worry about Google. Now Google knows I got it mm -hmm. because they're snooping on everything. Right. But you know, Again, it, it, but there are some people that live and die by Android because they can do those things to their phone, and there are people that live and die by Apple because it just works. Yeah, it, it's like you know, Apple's the Lexus, where you know the Android phone, whether it's a Pixel or a Samsung, that's like your your Audi or your BMW. Yeah, like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a speed racer, but it's probably gonna break, and it's gonna cost you some money to fix it. <laughs> and and you know, the, and there are people that fall into into that sort of mindset where hey i just want something that's going to work it's simple um but then there but there's the guys that and and girls who are just nope they are associated with that brand yeah. and you run into it with uh, anything that has branding and competitors uh you've got the 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 people that are super into um whether it's shoes they wear only wear Nikes or only wear Reebok or and really most of those people probably could tell the difference if you put them on their feet couldn't tell you as long as the sizes were the same 
the 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 Reebok shoe is not making them run any slower than the Nike was. They're just slow to begin with. Listen, that yeah. not according to Spike Lee. Do you remember? Do you remember that commercial <laughs> with the Jordans? It's got to be the shoes. <laughs> it was when the Jordans first came out. Yeah, you jump higher, you dunk the ball. It's got to be the shoes. Right. And it was it was Mars. It was a. Uh, Mars Blackman mm-hmm. and Jordan were the, were in the like and that was Spike Lee's character was Mars Mars Blackman, and, but so that it, maybe they do make you jump yeah. higher yeah but they you know they think that it's that their shoes are going to make them uh, better or again associating with the brand, um, you know people would you know if you look at uh, there's probably Bentley and Rolls Royce, so you see a lot more Bentleys on the road than you do a Rolls. A lot of them are pretty similar, yeah. um, but they're you know the Bentley brand has been a you know uh, a lot of rap videos have Bentleys but not Rolls Royce, right? So you know maybe it's the association with you know to Bentley with rap music that turns people off and well, and or Rolls, dri- drives the value to who knows what it is, but the Rolls was always known as the fuddy duddy old English brand, yep, and the Bentley was the new hotness, yeah. So and yeah. they're really. <laughs> Probably gonna leave both of them will probably leave you on the side of the road. But. Definitely, <laughs> definitely, it, a Bentley will leave you on the side yeah. of the road. The British build beautiful things. Yep. They don't run very well yep. uh, for very long, mm-hmm. but um, you know they people associate certain things with those brands than than with other things, and really they're identical. Well, so here's the I guess the question is why are people so Loyal is one part of it, but vocally, uh, of why are they so vocal? A vocal proponent of something I, like, like if, if 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 a Chevy guy sees a, a Ford guy, it's almost like he's got to confront him to tell him his car's crap. Right? Like why? Yeah. Why? Why? What got implanted in your brain that your car or your phone or your shoe brand is just so superior that you feel you need to just chide someone for their choice of yeah, something it's, else. It's, it's almost like a, a missionary type thing. Yeah. Like I have to convert you yeah. to iPhone. Really? I don't care what kind of phone you use. I don't care what kind of car you drive. It makes no difference to me. Uh, the shoes you're wearing, like, I don't care. Um, you run into it a lot. And, you know, if for anyone out there who's a who's a gun person... We'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The fanboys when it comes to firearms is insane. Now, there are better weapons manufacturers and there are poorer ones. But if you're looking at your stuff like Glock, Smith & Wesson, Sig Sauer, um, they're all you know, reliable weapons. They're all going to do you just... Police departments carrying them, military use them. They're going to be fine. However, you will find Glock people that are dyed-in-the-wool, die, die-hard Glock people. And if you go into a store, they will try to convert you to Glocks. Like, um, like join our religion. Right. Like, <laughs> I think they're fine guns. They're a little boring. They all look exactly the same. Right. You really can't tell them apart. And again, do, do the aesthetics of a firearm really matter? No. But people think that, they, that it does. And then, then you get into caliber. And people say, oh, well nine millimeters crap and 40 is the best or then you have the 45 guys and you have the three really the the one you should buy is the one that you can afford and that you can accurately and safely use that's the one you want but you get these guys that are just so hooked in it was a a good example of that 
we were a part of one of these conversations probably about, I don't know, nine months ago, 12 months ago. When we were just, we were talking with some, some friends of ours. Mm. And I, I think I'm the lone holdout as far as a handgun goes. Mm-hmm. Like, got my license, but just never went and got the gun. And I'm like, all right, this is the year I'm going to go get it. This is, I, I've been wanting one, finally convinced the wife to, to allow it in the house and the safe and everything. And then I'm like, I came to you guys and I said, all right, I, I just want a basic handgun that for, for home protection and something I can go to the range with. Mm-hmm. I think I got seven different answers. Yeah. And, and then one of the, I think the other criteria I said was, it's got to be inexpensive. Right. It's got to be inexpensive. I don't, I don't think, I think maybe I got two suggestions <laughs> that fit that criteria. The rest of it was, no, why are you getting that one? You yeah. got, you got to go for this one. Yeah. Like, you're 40. I don't need a 40 caliber. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pulling out the desert Eagle. Yeah. Like in the movie snatch. Where 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 uh, what's his name? Vinny puts the de- the the desert eagle mm-hmm. on the on the table because I, I, it, it was a great scene. The three guys come up, point the point the gear, their guns at Vinny, and he said, "Well, my gun says Desert Eagle forty five on the side, and yours says replica." <laughs> Therefore, I'm going to finish my point. <laughs> so anyway, my I guess my point is I don't want replica, but right. I also don't need I don't need the Desert Eagle. No, and and that's <laughs> and that's what you get into when you and a lot, a lot of times like people just get hooked on this idea of this is better because they heard it from something or the numbers bigger. You know, 45 ACP is bigger than nine millimeter Luger and they they just get into their head that or they heard someone say this caliber is crap or that gun is crap but really you know and for what you were talking about yeah you know there's there's nothing wrong if if you picked up you know a bursa or a or a Keltec or something like yeah. you're not you're not carrying this for work right you're not out you know it's something that you want to have in your house and if cost is a factor then certainly you you're going to look to those brands um, and there's nothing wrong with it, but to those who are hooked on whatever, and generally it's because it's what they did and they need to justify in their heads what they've done. So well, it, in, I think it was, I went online and I think I sent you guys like pictures of like a Targus and some, some no name, like something I had never heard of before. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the consensus was okay. You don't want a twenty-two because it's not, it's not it, gonna do anything. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. At least get a nine millimeter. Yeah. Nine millimeter is still an inexpensive way to get into the game. I was like, okay. And so, but the brands that I think that were given to me, a handgun was like a thousand bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not paying a thousand. No. Like, I want to get some. I want to get in at like four or five hundred bucks. Yeah. And as long as it works, I don't care. Right. But. It was like two or three of the other guys were like, "Oh no, you shouldn't get that. You gotta get." Like, okay, you people, like you were not understanding the criteria of this right. exercise. They're not, but yeah, they're not <laughs> like, listening at all. They were just they were giving me their favorite brand, yeah, and the favorite brand only, right? And not hearing, hey, look, I can't afford your brand, right? Like, this, I, I'm I'm dipping my toe in the water. I'm not swimming yet, right? I'm you not know? I'm not trying to go all out on on this thing. It's almost like if you know, like 
my uh my lawnmower is I think it's the Home Depot brand um YTD or yard machines I forget what it's got a Brazen Stratton engine on it I pushed it around oh I paid the kid next door to do it now I don't even put, I haven't started in two years <laughs> but you know that's the thing you know if I was to go buy a say I bought a riding mower there'd be a John Deere fan out there oh yeah. you got to get a John nothing runs like a deer. Dude, I don't need to spend six thousand dollars on a riding mower. I had the I had the same issue, and I did some research on it, and I found out that those riding mowers, there's only three manufacturers, and they just rebrand them. It's it's badge engineering. It's like Husqvarna, YTD, mm-hmm. uh, I think what was it? Yard Machines, Craftsman, uh, and I think there's like three or four other brands in there. They're all made. I think I think. Um, was it STD? Mm-hmm. I think makes most of them, and they just rebrand them. Yeah, and you got two choices: you got Briggs and Stratton and Kohler engines, mm-hmm. various various sizes. Yeah. but depends on the size of the of the mower. But that's it, right? The, the, the rest of the mechanisms are the same. The it's, decks are the same. The batteries are the same. How it all works together, the same. It's all the same stuff, and people get so hooked on. And but but that's the genius. Uh, in this brand stuff is Uh that some clown is going to go out there and spend that much money for the John Deere lawnmower. Now, if you're a farmer and you have a like legit and your livelihood depends on these machines, right? Okay. Go buy the new Holland or the, the, but those guys make their own. Yeah. That's different. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that. John Deere makes John Deere. Right. You know, and and the other brands make those brands, but Mm -hmm. those are like, Enormous tractors. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. But I'm sure there's fanboys of that, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. grew up in Frederick County. Yeah. There are fanboys. Right. <laughs> so. But it's, it's like, you know, it's so hard to get the unbiased opinion. Like, if you're out there looking for advice on any kind of a purchase, good mm-hmm. luck. Yeah. Because people are out there shooting their brand at you. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know why. No. Now. Again, some of these brands is obvious. Like a Toyota, you you buy it because it's always going to start. Yeah. And all you got to do is some oil changes. Mm -hmm. We get that. Hondas, for the most part, are the same way. But no one ever tells you the detractions from those brands. Right. For example, Honda, notorious for road noise Mm -hmm. coming through the car. Now, I'm sure they've probably upped their game a little bit in the previous years. But that was like one of the biggest sins on on the CRV and the Accord. They whatever tires they put on it or whatever insulation they were putting in around the cabin, you just heard buzzing road noise all the time. With the Camrys, it was always the lack of um, innovation or design of the interior. Mm-hmm. It always like I remember like the uh, the early two thousands or mid two thousands Avalons, like the buttons were like see through and had like that green glow behind them. <laughs> it looked awful like i get it like there, there's always a reason why like not to buy something like yeah. the interior of the avalon looked awful the mm-hmm. exterior was hum, humdrum until about 2013 yeah. but then toyota started doing that that middle center console thing or or the the dash that would like poke out into the car like the Toyota Venza was a great looking car in the exterior, but you sat in and like the dash came out at you like, like you were driving, you. <laughs> like like you like you were gonna helm the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> like why is it so far out here? Yeah. And and the the shifters on the up by the radio. Mm-hmm. 
It's like who designed this? Yeah, that's like the Honda when it, the uh, the Honda Fit had the shifter up there, and apparently right. that was some. It came from the CRV though. Yeah, it was some sort of uh, racing. You know, uh, go fast. You know, there's some of those uh, those kids that were into the. You know, that was the thing because it's quicker to shift from the to take your hand off the wheel and shift because you know fractions of a second matter when you're running to Safeway. Except, yeah, except you're driving a Fit and it goes zero to sixty in two weeks. Yeah, it's it's speedometer is a calendar, (laughs) right? uh, Like, but that's what it was. You know, apparently that's and my wife's minivan has the shifter. It's not the column shifter, like every other minivan we ever it sits on the and they're all the minivans are doing it it sits on the on the dash it's weird you know in covid it's a convenient place to hang your mask um but now we don't do that anymore the one that does it the best but i'd be afraid to buy is the pacifica mm -hmm. minivan now because they put it's a it's a rotary dial up there so it's not obtrusive right it looks like just a regular dial but i'm afraid it would just break in two weeks so they tried that in the 50s mm-hmm. with the push button transmissions yeah. and there were problems with them and now i think i look at it i'm like push button transmission but the thing is like the the shifter in in my fusion it, it could be shaped like anything it's not mechanically connected to anything it might as well be a it could be a banana so it could be any shape they wanted it to be it just looks like a shifter um you know they they do that that to for for that sort of thing but you know if you want to get back to the the brand i mean even the back in the day the minivans you know the chrysler minivans were the king yes they were and now i think there are other vehicles that surpass it toyota surpassed it by far yeah toyota i mean the the toyota sienna and the honda um odyssey yeah are the the minivan kings oh yeah they brought back the Pacifica, and I, I will say this. The Pacifica looks very nice from the mm-hmm. exterior, and it looks very nice on the interior. I don't know anything about the longevity of the car because it hasn't been out long enough. Right. If that car proves to be a longevity king, I think it's going to give the other two a run for their money. The problem is with Chrysler, everyone's been bitten by a Chrysler or Dodge product oh, yeah. in the last 15 years because they were bought out 15 times. Yeah. And I mean, you, you have Mercedes, Cerberus, and then Fiat, mm-hmm. and Fiat's got one of the worst reputations for Fix it again, Tony. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. And so, even if even if that Pacifica is a reliability champ, it's going to be twenty years until people realize it, right? And, and we'll start buying it in droves again. Yeah, because you, if you're out on the road, you still see old Honda Odysseys running around, yep. old Siennas running around. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't you do see some old Chrysler vans, but I think it was just sheer numbers of them, mm-hmm. kind of like cicadas. Right. How there are sheer numbers of cicadas, like they will be around for you know there are so many they're so dumb, but and everything eats them, but it doesn't matter because there's just so many of them. Some of them will survive. Oh yeah, I mean the reason why there aren't that many Dodge Dodge Caravans and stuff out there is because you know. Dodge Caravans can't bump uglies and make millions more <laughs> and then go and die. Right. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, I, I look at, uh, you know, but the, the fanboy stuff doesn't really fall too hard into them because nobody's into them. And I think for to get a fanboy following, you have to have people that are into it. And the Ford Chevy thing, when you had a rivalry like the Camaro Mustang rivalry, yeah. that was a big, big deal because those cars were, I mean, the, the cover of every car magazine 
would be a Ford, you know, Z28 uh, Mustang GT showdown. Um, you know, up until they stopped making the, not this version of the Camaro, but the, the previous version, the last affordable version of it. Um, you know, they were, there was always going to be a, a contest between them. And for people to get into it, then you're going to develop your, your fanboys. And it, and it starts, you know, with kids, the first a model car of a Camaro they got. And now they're into that. They've never driven one. They are not even allowed to drive. The dude's nine, but he's a Chevy guy. Or their parents were Chevy people. Um, well, could it extend beyond products, too? Like, what about sports teams? Oh, yeah. Now, I think there's a difference, though. Sports teams, a lot of it's proximity, right? Mm-hmm. Auburn, Alabama. Yeah. Now, you got your Auburn fans, your Alabama fans, right. or even, like, NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're Ravens fans. We know that. Um, and the poor guy in our friend friend group that's a Pittsburgh Steeler fan yeah. isn't going to get a word in edgewise, you know, no, even, even if they win Super Bowl. He's surrounded. Right. <laughs> you know, and he's behind enemy lines. But so, I mean, so I guess the, the question is what, what causes people to be fanboys of products they use or places they live? Like, it could even be state to state, right? I mean, yeah. talking about New York people don't like people from or, Texas. Texas people don't like people from New York. Yeah, Maryland, Virginia. Maryland, Virginia. Maryland, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yeah, we hate us and they hate them. Right. Uh, and yeah, West, they, West Virginia, nobody cares about. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you, you've got that. And some of that stuff comes from, I mean, I remember, um, you know, my, my grandmother telling stories about her grandmother, who was actually alive during the Civil War and would talk about, different well, it was a stonewall jackson that bloody butcher right. and stuff like that and then they would hate you know they were all pennsylvania yankees and they were had no time for anything south of the mason dixon line um especially virginia so when we moved you know down to maryland my grandmother lived with us there was no, she would not live in virginia because <laughs> that was that was the confederacy right you know she would not live there so we lived ended up in maryland and I guess, you know, is that a fan? But that's actually brought out through at least oral history and experience. Right. It's, it's pat, as a passed down fandom, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is surprising to me, though, that people hold on to these things. Some of these things, especially if they have no personal connection whatsoever. Right. I mean, obviously, the sports are a little bit different because it, as it's passed down, you're growing up in it. And so, you, of course, you're going to naturally be fans. Like with the Orioles fans around here, you've got minor league teams around the corner that put the orange and black into you from mm-hmm. from the time you're six. Yeah, right. And none of us Oriole fans are Orioles fans because they're winning. Right. Well, of course not. You know, no. We're loyal to our team, and well, there there is some suffering in the fan in the fanboy world, right? Yeah. Like if you suffered through the bad parts, then you're a true fan, right? Versus someone who jumps on like the bandwagon fan. Oh, all the right. I'm a I'm a Capitals fan, have been for you know since I was a little kid, and when the Capitals started getting good when they won their Stanley Cup, I'm thinking all these Johnny Come Latelys like you didn't suffer the way I did. You don't just des- I deserve this more right. than you do because I was there for the awful you know the years when they wore the awful you know, blurple uniform and, you know, right. the, whatever that Eagle thing was. And then before that, when they were just getting bounced by Pittsburgh in the first round year after year after year, I earned this cup more than you did. But one of the other thing I don't get about fans is you'll have people that are diehard Michigan fans. Never been to Michigan. Right. Didn't go to school there. Didn't go. If I had to pick a, 
a college football team would be Penn State because I went to college in Pennsylvania. But I didn't go to Penn State. Um, but it's just, they're just enamored with, and I get the Notre Dame thing. You know, people who are Catholic, it's they're right. Notre Dame fans. Um, but to be a, a Michigan fan, and you've never been to Michigan, you don't have family. Alabama is the same way. The, all these teams that, oh, I'm a diehard, roll tide. Right. What part of Alabama are you from? I've never been there. <laughs> Did you go to school there? Nope. Like, well, and someone I, I can't remember who was talking about this, but someone had mentioned Rutgers, and it was a conversation we were having. I don't know if it was you or I or someone else, but someone was like, "Why are you a fan of Rutgers when you like they're from Jersey, but they they never went to Rutgers, right?" And college sports in the Northeast were never really a big thing. No, in fact. It, for the most part, you can't name a big-time college sports school in the Northeast. The only two you really have was Syracuse for basketball. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rutgers had that three- to four-year run with Shiano. Mm-hmm. But is there another school in the Northeast that ever did anything sports-wise? And I think what happens is, in the South, you don't have people that really identify with pro sports. Right. Like Alabama fans, people in Alabama are Auburn or Alabama fans. Georgia, I mean, you got some Atlanta Braves fans, mm-hmm. but no one's an Atlanta Thrashers fan. No. Well, and and, there, there were so few Atlanta Thrashers fans, they're now the Winnipeg Jets. Right. But but, and, even, but even like the Hawks, right? Yeah. The, in the NBA. There's some fans, but they're not diehard fans. Like, so... Someone they were making the equiv- equivocation of like people in the South and the Midwest treat the college sports as their pro sports basically. So even if you didn't go, that's who you latched onto because you were raised in that. So maybe that's why you're still maybe that's why you're a fan. And in the Northeast, it's all pro sports. It's, yeah, well, it's in Boston, it's it's the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Patriots, the the Giants, the yeah. Jets. It's like, and it, that that makes a lot of sense. So it, you, you know, you look at the NFL um, through the early stage of the NFL, the team that was the furthest south was the Washington Redskins. They were the team of the South until the Dallas Cowboys moved in, right. and that was part of what fueled the rivalry between the two was the. You know, the, the Cowboys were eating. I mean, you go down to North Carolina and you'll still see a, an equal equal amounts of Redskin fans as opposed to Carolina Panther fans yeah. because they latched onto that team uh, from the beginning. But, uh, you well, know. And like in Maryland, Colts, you still got Colts fans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Versus the Ravens. Yeah. And then you have people that hate the Colts right. because they moved. Oh, yeah. The Colts moved in, what, eighty. 182 something like something like that yeah Yeah. i mean i was a little tiny kid and i don't hate the colts but i have people here who absolutely hate the indianapolis colts because of of how they moved in the middle of the night and well i'm I'm, like so i i I can never be a colts fan as much as i'm i can be a peyton manny fan Mm -hmm. pat mcafee fan i can't be a colts fan because living in this state it is hammered into you every like every chance that they can get that the Colts moved in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and Jim Urs Robert Ursay mm-hmm. was the worst human on earth. <laughs> Just like I'm sure in Cleveland, Art Modell was the worst human on oh, earth. Oh yeah, so but they but they at least kept their name and the the, the co- team colors. Yeah, when they came to Baltimore, Cleveland kept all of that. Yeah, when the Colts left, they took 
all of it. Oh yeah, they took all of it. Yeah, they moved like moving like moving vans, literally in the middle of the night. Yeah, and, and moved out. But, and, but what I'm saying, they took the Colts name, mm-hmm. the colors. Yeah, they took all of that. The, they took the identity of Baltimore at the time. Yep. And so, people in Baltimore to this day, if if you're talking to anyone over 40, 45 years old, they remember and they they. I'm gonna say that it's like the anti fanboy. Like mm-hmm. they, they vehemently didn't do not like the Colts, and they never will. Yeah, even even Peyton Manning, one of the most likable sports athletes ever, mm-hmm. didn't turn these people. No, 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 they couldn't. And I, I do have a, a buddy who was a he's a diehard Colts fan and grew up here and just stuck with him for whatever reason. But and he must be one of those outliers. But um, you know the the fanboy stuff even it gets into stuff like. Uh, like airlines yeah people southwest. will be and southwest if you're a diehard southwest fan you're a diehard boeing fan because all they fly are boeings but but in, this, the, in this area though because bwi is so big with southwest a, yeah people will only fly southwest I, I, yeah and i'll fly southwest even if there are cheaper options right um you know what you're getting yeah my, my dad always flew united and he was a huge united fan but there are some perks and stuff that go into that when you sure. build your miles with one airline and where he was flying when he was working was United flew direct from from uh, from from Dulles to where he was going in, in Europe or Asia, so he flew them. But he became a diehard United fan, even though the the Asian carriers had nicer first class or nicer business class economy, all this other stuff. But nope, he stuck with United. Right. And um, yeah, you know, it could be regional things that that you know going to United. If you're from Chicago, you might be because that's where their headquarters are and. And things like you know, like that. But really, the airline doesn't care about you. No, not at all. They, <laughs> they don't. They, they care about your money. You, well, they, they, I, I would say airlines probably care about a hundred people. Mm-hmm. There, there's probably a hundred business travelers that fly every week, you know, round trip. Yeah, and that's their bread and butter of the business. Yeah, because they're flying first class or business class, so they're paying more for a ticket than you are in coach. You're just filling the plane. Yeah, that's oh, all you are to them. And my my father was one of those guys because he flew so much. Yeah. That he was, you know, in the whatever hundred thousand K premier status. <laughs> it was cool to fly with him because they they kiss his butt when we showed up, and you know he was always upgraded. That was that was cool, but it was all work stuff. It had nothing to do with, um, you know, with with him. Right. <laughs> you know, they they cared about the fact that every time you know, they were making thousands of dollars off of him for for putting his butt in their seat. So. Yeah, you know. I feel like it, 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 it's something that I guess the term fanboy. It's kind of like it's it's a negative term, right? Because no one wants to be called a fanboy of anything. But well, I think that brand the, loyalty, yeah, cult following, yeah, it's all, all the same type. Well, of thing. I think the term fanboy comes from, uh, you know, the, it's someone that's just a fanboy. Like they don't know anything about it. They have really no skin in the game. It's just it's an. I've always thought of it as a negative connotation. You know, where, you know, you're. Dealing with somebody like when, um, you know, if you have to run across someone who's the opposite of whatever you're trying to get and they are, you know, oh, this, you should do this, you should do that, this is the best. And, dude, shut up. Right. <laughs> no one, I don't care. You're a fanboy. You don't, it's not like you're a pilot. Well, if you were a pilot and was telling me about how Airbus is superior to Boeing, okay, I'll listen to you. If you're an engineer. 
motorcycles. People talk like the Harley guys and the Kawasaki guys, and and I'm not talking about the sport bike versus cruiser, but yeah. Kawasaki and they they make some nice cruising cruiser bikes. But the Harley guys, they're not real bikes. But the Kawasaki guys are gonna say, yeah, but mine starts when I when I wanted to. But I, I guess I I feel like if you give someone like in our case when we're talking about the guns, mm-hmm. if I said okay, these are my criteria, I want. A nine millimeter, inexpensive, and and, uh, and fairly easy to shoot. Mm-hmm. There's probably only two choices that probably would fit that. So the problem, so for the fanboy to then give me f- two other options of one brand that don't fit my criteria, right. that's it, fanboying, right? In my yeah, it, like you you need this and nothing else. Right, you need a forty five. I yeah. want a forty. It's almost like if you went to the car dealership and said, "I'm looking for a Ford Focus," and they said, "Nope, you need an F one fifty." Right? No, no, no. I you misunderstood what I said. <laughs> I said I want a Ford Focus because I'm looking for a commuter car, and you're trying to sell me an F three. Oh, now it's a three fifty. Right? You know, you need a diesel. No, I don't. But again, you said you wanted an inexpensive nine millimeter handgun. Yeah. There are decent weapons that you can get and not break the bank on it for what you need it. Right. You're not on SEAL Team Six. Right. You know, you don't need what they do. Right. And then you get the whole, well, would you trust your life to it? Chances are that guy hasn't trusted his life to anything either. Right. In general, I mean, the chance of a home invasion where I actually have to do this thing to protect myself, well, the caliber of bullet will probably figure that out. Yeah. And the gun will probably work. Yeah. I mean, Am I like you said though? Am I going to go hunt terrorists with it? No, I'm not. Right. It's going to suit the home protection that I need it for. And oh, by the way, it's also going to suit my needs when I want to go to the range and shoot some bullets. That's it. I don't. I don't need the best of the best when I'm going. But it's like you can apply that this whole type of conversation to almost anything. Yeah. Refrigerator. Oh, you need a Samsung. Yeah. You, Samsung's the best. Samsung's Computers. the only computer. Yeah, you got you got to get a Mac. Yeah. Oh, then you then you get the Apple people back again. Yeah, here they are. Oh, Come. I need a Mac. I need. A, what do you? Okay, like I can buy a refurbished PC laptop that'll do everything I need it to do. Right. For maybe three hundred bucks, mm-hmm. a Mac laptop, an iMac, or whatever they call it nowadays, is about. For about the same spec thing, and we're talking about a, a computer, twelve to thirteen hundred dollars, if not more. I can buy five of these. <laughs> I, I can, I can, or I can buy. I'll say conservatively, I can buy four of yeah. these refurb laptops that will do everything I need it for to do for the next three years. Mm-hmm. I can trash it, get another one, and I'll still be. At half the price of your Mac, yeah, and I won't have any loss of function. And, and so that, to me, that's a real answer for someone. Like my my brother in law asked, he's like, "Oh, I really want to get the, I want to get that new Mac laptop." I was like, "Dude, you don't need to be spending fifteen hundred dollars in this thing." Yeah. Oh well, it does really. It's really good for editing and photos. I was like, "You can do the same thing on a PC laptop. Save yourself twelve hundred bucks." I mean, you might have to buy two. I mean, the the Mac may last six years mm-hmm. before it's outdated. So let's say you buy two, and you're into the two laptops. You buy them back to back. You're into them for six hundred bucks. Okay, you still saved nine hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a vacation. You know, it's like you get sometimes. 
you got to get out of your own way to make the right purchase for you. Yeah. Because Tim Cook does not care who you are. No. But he loves your cash. Right. And what it does, and that brand that that they built definitely, you know, gets more of your cash. Of course. And there are certain people doing certain things that, you know, I I think I remember back, you know, if you're doing... uh, Music editing or music production, the Macs were the best, the, the better way to go. Like they Garage had, Band was a software. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. People were using that, and and certain other applications that people would use. The the Macs were just superior in in how they did it, and that's awesome. You know, if you need that, but if you're like the average schlub who is just going to be checking their email and watching some YouTube videos, and maybe sending you know looking at some pictures of the kids or you know doing some homework on it. You don't need it. Well, and even if it's better, is it five times better? Right, five times. Yeah, I mean, think about what you could do with fifteen hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, and let's say you let's say you had twelve hundred of that back in your pocket. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. So is that Mac twelve hundred dollars better to you? Yeah, you buy you buy what is that the new the new Shibu Inu coin? Or there you go. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> you I, know. But I mean, the answer is no. Yeah. I mean, but you could say the same thing with a luxury car versus a, a, a mainstream brand, right? Yeah. Is it better? No. But you want to know what? The I, I I get it. I get the other side of the other side is no. That's what I. But this is what I want, and I'm willing to pay for it. Yeah. All right then. Yeah. You know, but be honest with yourself. Right. Are you getting like if you if you pay twenty five grand for the Toyota Camry? Versus forty grand for the Lexus ES, which is essentially the same car. Mm-hmm. Just it's a, it's basically a Camry and a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to say, you know, this extra fifteen, you know, fifteen grand, is worth it to me to have this tu- Camry and a tuxedo, I got no problems yeah. with that. So people show up. Hey, I want to buy the Lexus because I want people to see me pull up in the Lexus or. Le- Let's say I like I like the qui- a little bit of quieter ride. Yeah. Like the little bit of improvements over the Camry that it has, I'm willing to pay this dollar amount over and above. Yeah. I got no problems with that. Mm-hmm. My problem is kind of like when you're asking for like if someone's asking for advice on a purchase, and all they're getting is well you need the you need the Lexus now you yeah. need the ES you, you need, need the Escalade no I think yeah. the Suburban will do just fine right. no you need the Escalade right. which. This Tahoe will. This Tahoe is just fine. Yeah, I don't need the Escalade at forty grand more. Right, and they're identical. <laughs> Mechanically, yes. Yeah, the interior is different. Yeah, maybe a little bit more sound deadening, a little bit more insulation. And the newer ones, yeah, there's a lot more differences. But when you're talking, if you're talking, you know, early two thousands vintage, mm-hmm. they're identical. Yeah. I mean, you just it's more badge engineering, and at that point, now you're just to me, you're being foolish. You want the all you're going f- is for that is for that name, yeah, for, for the Cadillac name, and when all they were doing was slapping badges and bigger price tags on them, so yeah, you know. So I guess, I guess what we're we're both trying to say is that, you know, if, if you're looking for advice on what to purchase, you kind of kind of dig through some weeds, especially if you're looking online for the advice and the forums and. You gotta you gotta dig through, you gotta dig through the fanboy stuff yeah. to get the real information so you can be an informed consumer, um, or or pretty much in anything in life at this point. But 
at this point we, we want to say thank you we're going to please like share subscribe this uh, video if you're on youtube or podcast if you're on any of the platforms like uh, google podcast apple podcast uh, deezer or spotify any of them pandora uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us and we will see you next time